Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kel on Earth Revisited, where you will travel with me, Kelly Karg, back through my life and musings as I celebrate not only my 40th year, but the milestone of 100 chapters of the original blog. I have started from the beginning and continue to move through 14 years of observations as I find my voice and my place in the world and reflect on who that person was. So come with me into year two and celebrate the achievement of longevity and literacy. I never thought Kel on Earth would still be here. Part 2, Chapter 2, The Everyday, October 2009. I thought I'd take a break from my typical chapters to let you know about some details that fill up my day-to-day. Despite all you hear from me, it's not all jet-setting and vacations. As I started writing this, I'm getting homesick for some of the things that my friends have been doing, their day-to-day annoyances that I'm sad that I don't hear about. I miss my friends from Ralston Valley, where we would chat at the lunch table about little weirdos we teach. (laughs) I miss my time with them to run for fast food at lunch and plan and chat with during off blocks. Shoot, lately I've been missing the technology and the comfy chairs in the office while we all snack on Christie's Salt Lake. I'm missing time with college friends who I hook up with at Old Seas to do some drinking and catching up about the latest and greatest in the lives of those who started in the same place as me. I'm missing the backyard barbecues that would sporadically spring up at any given evening and freaking out my cousin with the eminent arrival of a pack of children. With all these things that I'm missing, I realize I'm missing them because A, my awesome, amazing, wonderful friends, and B, kind of the lack of variety and color of my amazing friends and our cool hangouts. As it turns out, I'm a bit ADD, and Kel is bored with their current scene, at least at the moment. The thing is, all of my friends here are teachers. I have exactly one friend who is not a teacher. I only see him with a group of other guys at our monthly poker game. Actually, that little bit of info is something that's bringing me out of my stupor. For a while, I wasn't really going out to the mar- to the many different restaurants in town. I wasn't really hanging out with anyone, and I didn't really have any variety to my routine. Lately, there have been more motivations to get me out among the world of the living. Needless to say, being back in Myanmar has been a bit of an adjustment. I feel bad about how easy it is for me to fall back into old patterns from the U.S. Last year at this time, I was new to the idea of physical activity for lack of other things to do. Call me ghetto, but I'm a fan of TV watching and work of the TV watching variety of working out. You know, making sure that everyone else is surviving explosions and getting out of kinds of near-death experiences. Works for me. I'm exhausted just thinking about it. Either way, last year I was on the wagon of sports and outdoorsiness and stuff. And as of right now, I'm kind of a blob. Great news from abroad, huh? I think it's good to know that I can't sustain the breakneck pace of what I've been living. At the moment, I just want to eat pasta and Cheetos and sleep right after work. Is there something wrong with that? This year is just different. Many of my friends have left and the new people are all married. And while they're cool, they aren't really... Uh, in the, they're not really bar in the middle of the week kind of people. I've been spending a lot of time in my room, just chilling, going to school, not really liking my kids or my routine or what I'm teaching. I was glad to be back for about two weeks and then I just didn't want to look at them anymore. 
old friends were not as close, though some friendships got stronger. I just stopped making an effort and was annoyed that there were these events that I had to go to. I was just sick of talking to everyone and meeting new people. I just wanted to talk to my old people and tell everyone else to get the hell away from me. Anyway, to prevent myself from sinking back into my American way of life, I've had to go to great lengths to wake myself out of this lethargy, i.e. I've started doing my own laundry. I know, right? What's up with that? Also, writing has become a bit of a hobby. Ew. However, now I'm, I'm doing better. Maybe it's the chores I'm doing, but more likely it's because I've decided to keep my lines of communication with hope a bit less dusty and to actually write when I'm needing support. You remember how much I detest writing, right? The revelation came about, I suppose, because we didn't have internet for two days at the hotel. So I was going stir crazy because I couldn't check the little updates. Well, I think I needed to actually sit down and write out what I was feeling rather than just listening to other people's momentary irritations on Facebook. After getting this latest chapter out, it has been so nice getting updates from people, like real updates about the good, the bad, and the boring, because it isn't boring to me. I don't know anything anymore. I live under the proverbial rock, and so I love the new shoes that someone bought or the flirty undercurrent going on with somebody at work. Can't get enough of it. So three days later, I've decided to send out another perhaps less descriptive mass email to my loved ones. Uh, I suppose you could argue this point as well, since why I would put my loved ones through so much writing in one week is beyond me. It has just occurred to me how annoying I was with all my different stories, when all I really wanted was the everyday stuff to make sure I didn't lose contact with people. Either way, have no fear, people. Jet Setter has crappy days and boring nights, and I still want to tell you about them. Aren't you glad? Yeah, I feel this one, and I'm glad it's here. Um, it's a it's a really nice comparison to the previous jet setty, um, humorous uh, conversation that I was having with myself about um, about my limitations and about kind of getting out into the world. This is a reality of of living and of being, being abroad and being where it's still, you have boring days. Like you have, you know, your kids aren't just perfect little angels that you teach and your friendships, you, you tend to mythologize the friendships that you had, um, elsewhere. And you look back and say, Oh, I miss this or I miss that environment or whatever. And this is the first realization that I'm having that, you know, living abroad. I mean, obviously I've had those, those realizations, but this is the first one that I'm allowed to write it down that I'm like, okay, some days just suck. And sometimes friendships suck. And sometimes, um, there's nothing you could do, but, you know, spend time in bed all day and you, um, might think it or, but you don't necessarily put a name on it that, Hey girl, maybe you're depressed. (sighs) You know, it's, um, and the homesick, the homesickness of having other options. So even at this point, like looking back, I don't remember having like an awful time at this point. I, I just remember 
feel like all of those things I talked about in year one about, oh, wow, this is so exciting that, you know, we just need to get a taxi and it's not expensive and we can go anywhere. And, oh, and people are doing my clothes, my laundry, like makes my making my bed every morning, replacing my toilet paper, like, oh, yeah, friends, we can meet down at this place and just drink all the time. Like all of those things seem shiny when you first arrive a place, when you're first trying to figure out who you are in a new place. Um, but n- literally none of those things that I mentioned are really sustainable. The drinking, the other people taking care of you 24-7. Yes, we like it. We know we're privileged because of it. But even that, like, it's like how your body aches if you don't move, if you don't go for a walk or a run or a bike ride or you know, go play uh, a, a athletic game, a sport with your friends. Like, y- you know that you're supposed to be enjoying yourself by being a lazy blob, but you're a lazy blob and maybe lazy is the wrong word, but disconnected and I'm not actually happy. Like, all I want to do is sit in my bed and sleep and Netflix or whatever. But you know that something's wrong, you know? So I like that this is here. Um, And I like some of the honesty because I think it can be, especially in 2022 or as time passes, we're kind of used to sound bites of people. I mean, this is what I'm doing right now. I'm responding, I'm reflecting in this format about what was going on then. But just the the awareness that I was trying to ask for help here. I was I was reaching out and saying, yeah, hi, I'm a mess. Oops, got shot. sorry, I should have started with, hi everyone, I'd like to hear from you. Like, please tell me about just stupid little things that you're doing that you think nobody else cares about because I care. Like I, I, I'm tired of only thinking of, about myself or I'm, I'm like you have a valid life too. It's not just about me being over here and you'd be like, oh wow, that's really different. Tell me more. It's like, well, I want to hear about you. I want to know what's going on back in a place so that I can imagine my life if I still had a life back quote home. And currently I'm recording this in Denver or in Westminster, which is where I am spending my summers where I have property and where I am getting to see friends. And I I can say that this chapter resonates to this day. Like I don't, when I engage with people and the people I am engaging with still and people who put up with me year after year of the month that I'm able to be in their lives, um, these are the people who have maintained and tried to to keep me as part of their life in in the in these times and so I appreciate them and I want to know more about them as they're learning about me and in a similar way I'm I'm in a much more stable place again I feel like a big theme of these is that I I have more language to express emotion I feel like a lot of us do after the last few years, language to express privilege and um, anxiety and depression and fear and trying to 
um, give language to self-care. Like it's helped a lot in kind of learning uh, for us or teaching us to ask for what we need. And so in 2009, go Kelly for taking a moment to ask for what she needed. Um, in a roundabout way, again, not, not a great chapter, (laughs) uh, but great for what it's representing. And it's representing somebody who's asking for help, um, and connection, connection. Um, and that's, that's what we need. That's all we, we really want. And sometimes when we're just sitting in our beds watching Netflix, or apologies, you know, Disney Plus or Hulu or, you know, wherever, the Peacock, wherever you are. Um, sometimes we forget that, you know, just reaching out to somebody, not through social media, but to a person, it, through voice, through video, through chat, through text, um, just to be like, hey, tell me about yourself. Tell me what you're doing. I want to hear, I want to hear from you. And that can be so uplifting, I think. So nice job, 2009, Kelly. I'm thinking of you. Thank you so much for joining me here at Kel on Earth Revisited. I hope to see you next time where a friend of mine and I decide that in our second to last real holiday in Myanmar, we need to step up our game a little bit. We're going to go into the Kachin state in the north of Myanmar. Hope to see you there.